time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the magazine made out of, Ding Dong? I want to see some of that whizbiz. Welcome to the WizBiz podcast. Uh, my name is Eric. And I'm Alex. And together we make up uh, one entire team of podcasters. Um, this podcast is about Adventure Time and other stuff. Um, and in this episode, we will be discussing Adventure Time Season 1, Episodes 19 and 20. But f- before we get into that, Alex, how's it going? You know, Eric, it's going great. We just celebrated, well, it's going to be months before, or at least weeks before they hear that. But uh, in our time, Thanksgiving just happened. And uh, it's a, it's an awkward holiday for us Americans where we just it is. put our fingers in our ears and pretend it means something that it actually doesn't. Uh, so <laughs> ha- happy, happy, uh, really awkward holiday to happy, you, Eric. Happy, really awkward holiday. You know- there are things that uh, I personally really enjoy about the holiday. Like I do enjoy the, the the feasting and the family and friends gathering and all that kind of stuff. But I also know that like not everybody gets to experience that, which makes it awkward. And sometimes it's kind of like, well, do you know how cool is it that I'm making all this noise about the fact that I have you know lots of family and friends to holiday with etc etc yeah it is awkward you're right oh boy that wasn't the awkward i was thinking of i was thinking of like to word it differently it'd be like germany celebrating their freedom by (laughs) celebrating kristallnacht night like oh god yeah we're literally we're literally feasting on the bones of a people that we destroyed is what i was trying to say delicately but yeah okay fine there are layers of awkward there are (laughs) many layers of awkward in thanksgiving i mean Uh, what you're saying is very sweet No, but you're right. There are there are layers, and and what you're saying is also true. Like that's also a really really crappy part of it that I I think about. But you know, sometimes I think about like the more immediate awkwardness and not the more awkwardness in the past. But yeah, yeah, it's it's what America's good at. We're good at being awkward and ignoring our past and ignoring how troubling our history is and all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's a skill set of ours. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, do anything about it? That's not our way. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a turkey. <laughs> Watch some sports ball. I guess that's mostly what, I, mostly what we do. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know me. It's that big football guy I am. Eric, you were in Arizona. I am in Arizona. I mean, yes. From the listener's point of view, I was in Arizona. But from our point of view, I am currently in Arizona. Uh, yeah, and it's <sighs> okay. Let me expl- let me tell you how weird this has been. Um, before coming to Arizona, I went out to Central Oregon, um, where I would wake up in the morning and it would be three degrees out. That's Fahrenheit, three degrees Fahrenheit, which is a cold so cold uh, that in case you haven't ever experienced it before, like if you walk outside. Uh, this level of cold hits you in the face and your first thought is, oh shit, this is going to kill me. I should go inside. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. And I love it. I love that feeling. Like I really, really love being that cold and, you know, for a second, you know, then go inside, stand by the fire, get warmed up again. 
So from that, I came down here to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, which um, which is a which is the fifth largest city in the United States, and it is basically just in the seventies all the time. You know, like today I went out on a walk and I went and got some lunch and stuff. And there was a time where I was kind of like in the shade while I was walking down the block and I was thinking to myself, should I put on a shirt? Like, should I wear a long sleeve shirt instead of just a short sleeve shirt? And while I was pondering it, I started sweating a little bit and I was like, okay, I guess not. This is just warm and weird. Yeah, Arizona is unlivable and I don't understand why people live there. Like right now it's fine, but like yeah, right in, now in the summer beautiful. is is fucking absurd. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to um some some natives, some locals. I guess they're not natives, they're locals. Yeah, and they, they sort of agree. They're sort of like, Oh, it sucks in the summer. Like you don't want to be here in the summer, you know. I talked to somebody today who's like, Oh yeah, we've got two air conditioners in our house and in the summer all you can do is go from the the two places that are centrally air conditioned, like one to the other. You can't really stop in between. It's like, wow, yeah, that but... sucks. But also Yeah. Oregon's getting that way. Well, I mean, it's not getting Arizona hot, but it's, you know, it's getting horrible. I don't know. Two summers ago, we had we hit 116, and that's Arizona hot. Well, yeah, that's true, but it was for, like, a day. It was too it was Arizona, too yeah, Arizona's, <laughs> yeah. like, unlivable for, like, three months. It's a fucking brutal place. My friend used to live there, and he would just constantly uh, report back over AOL Instant Messenger to date the story <laughs> of just how fucking brutal it was in the summer. Well, so how is it in Portland right now? Is there any snow? No, it's really nice out. Oh yeah, is it like it's like it's like forty eight degrees Fahrenheit, which oh, man. translates to some amount in Celsius and a different amount in Kelvin. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great. Everybody's all Thanksgiving out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do anything because you know I really made great choices in my life. Um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. <laughs> Uh, another thing that I found very that I've found very bizarre about Arizona is literally so like the morning after Thanksgiving, we went out to meet our friends for uh, breakfast and um, and it was like overnight the city was decked out in Christmas like like stuff on the streets uh, houses with their lights on like you know municipal uh, Christmas decorations on like light pole light posts and strung across streets and like uh this little town we went to for breakfast it's it's another suburb of phoenix but it had um like a big christmas tree that was all put up like and it just happened it like happened overnight i I assume it it all started at like 5 a.m the day after thanksgiving everybody was just sort of like okay get outside and put up the christmas decorations like it's christmas time so and every single place that i've been in has had christmas music playing it is it is, uh, you know, I guess, um, I guess this is what you hear people complaining about. Like sometimes you hear people complaining about it, like on the news or on social media about how people get into Christmas too quickly. And yeah, I've never, I mean, never seen it in Oregon, like maybe a little bit, but here it was like, a, a, a an alternate Christmas dimension. It was just waiting to burst into being. Yeah, I, I, that's that's that uh, Sedona vortex uh, that everybody talks about. Is actually what it is. It's just it's 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 just quickens Christmas. It's it really it really threw me for a loop. Like I was just baffled by um, going outside and seeing all of the Christmas stuff. Just so you're in like present. kind of the 
the old lizard people part of Arizona? I'm in Phoenix. Um, okay, yeah, the, yeah. The particular town that I'm in is uh, is called Litchfield Park. Litchfield? And Eric, he, he, you got to get out of there. <laughs> it's the Lich. Spelled, it's spelled with a, with a T, you know, like L-I-T-C-H. No, so I got I you, think... but still, dude. Oh, I haven't actually seen any liches, just fields. I think it's lychee. Lychee, lychee field. Yeah, that's how you. Yeah, uh, and and Litchfield Park, I think, is it just counts as a suburb of Phoenix. Phoenix is. Um, so here's another thing. So yeah, I was mentioned before. Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the United States, but it is uh, like flat. It is spra- It has a sprawl that I do not know how to describe it is just it just spreads out it's like oil across water there's no tall buildings yeah it's just all single one two-story buildings and they're friggin' everywhere and it's a it's a fairly unwalkable place you know so i'm i don't want to say that it's a universally horrible place like i have enjoyed my time here but i would never live here no, the temperature wise is horrible, but there's cool metaphysical stuff. That's the only thing I care about, Arizona. Yeah, there's, but that's up like, in Sedona. That's far away yeah. from there. Yeah. No, because you're yeah. in like just the yeah, you're in the lizard old people part of Arizona. There's like a hippie <laughs> off the beaten trail Arizona, which I don't yeah. want to go to either because it's really freaking hot. But maybe yeah, like yeah. I'd be there in like December, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean I know that I think northern Arizona does get some snow and stuff. Yeah. But like yeah, that's, you know, fine. We, that's uh, acceptable. My parents and I, we drove down here from Central Oregon. So we took three oh, days Jesus. to drive down here. It was kind of fun. Um, I saw uh, the Hoover Dam for the first time. The which Hoover was cool. Dam. Yeah. You know, it's a dam. No, I know. I'm trying to remember where that is. It's uh, it's on the border of Nevada and Arizona. It's just outside of Las Vegas. Oh, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Like, it's, it's no, no, famous. I mean, no, I know it's I know the Hoover Dam. I just, in my head, I couldn't put it in the world. I'm like, I know it's in America. I'm pretty sure it's like West Coasty, but like, that's as far as I could get it. I know oh. that it's, I know the concrete's still uh, curing after all this time. Is Those it? Those are well, all my I facts. Mean, it, it looked fine. We drove across it twice and it seemed to hold up fine. Yeah. Apparently the innermost concrete layer is, I don't remember, I don't remember, but like it, or maybe it took like 50 years for it to cure. It's like some like maybe. ridiculous because of the pressures involved. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they finished building the Hoover Dam in, uh. 1935 yeah so it's probably just drawing now yeah it's just finishing yeah um yeah but it's so it's it's been a really uh it's been a fun trip it's been super educational i've learned a lot i've added like you know 10 birds to my life list um so you know i've had a good time 10 birds to your life list yes because you know i'm a bird watcher no i know but what does that mean that you you saw 10 birds that you that means I've you've never seen them? Seen, I've never seen before in my life. But you wanted to. Well, I didn't necessarily even knew, know they existed. Okay, that's, yeah, that's that's the term. Okay, so life list is just you saw a bird and you wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, so it's on my it's list. Not like, of, it's not like you had a wish list and then checked it off your wish, wish list. No, although I did have uh, a few birds that I really did want to see. So there were birds that were on my wish list who were also lifeless birds. And I didn't get all of those. Like, I haven't seen a roadrunner yet. I was about to ask you about Roadrunners. Yeah, I haven't seen one. I, I wanted to. I really would still like to see a Roadrunner, but I have not seen one yet. I don't know if they're technically birds, but have you, have you seen any tumbleweeds? <laughs> they are not birds, and we have those in Oregon. Yeah, I know, but, like, they're better in the South. Are they? They're just the same. I don't know. Like, all movies have taught me that those are the official tumbleweeds. <laughs> 
Tumbleweeds are an invasive species. I was in um, <laughs> one one of the one of the Texas cities. I forget which one, but it's it's uh-huh. much like uh, Arizona, where there was like a, there, I think there was like one four story building, and uh-huh. it was just like everything just spread out for just miles and miles and miles. So like you're ten miles outside of the city, and you're in the city. Maybe not ten miles, but it's like how would though this isn't the city. That's no the city's over there. See that four those four buildings. They have steps in them. That's the city. But no, no, like miles and miles. Like, all right, whatever. What, what, I'm not, I'm not going to control what you guys say as a city or not. But like, I think, I think this is a little bullshit. Yeah. It feels, it feels super, super suburby where I am now. It doesn't feel uh, a lot like a city. Although today I did um, walk to a brewery. So that felt uh, Portlandy, except oh, cool. that I was outside in just a short sleeve shirt and that did not feel Portlandy. Well, at least not this time of year. Yeah. True. Yeah. Eric. Speaking of cities, yes. in about some amount of minutes, we're going to talk about Freak City, but we should talk about first an episode of Adventure Time called The Duke. The Duke. You know, I'm excited to talk about uh, when when I uh, when I loaded this episode up, I was kind of like, oh, I don't really remember this one until I got into it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this one. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of a princess bubblegum episode and it's sort of a, um, episode where Finn learns a little bit more about being responsible, I guess, but it, this is also the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting, the... I'm getting this in the next episode confused. Yes. He does learn about being yeah, responsible. Yeah, yeah. But this is the episode with Catterday surprise. Was that one of the spirit bottles? It was one of the spirit bottles. Yeah. One of the potions yes. that, he was, <clears throat> that they were throwing at the beginning. So what, um, what do you think those spirit bottles are? So we're both, you know, you're like a, a magical kind of guy. I, I've, I've dabbled in the mystical arts, you know, Dr. Stephen Strange style. Uh, what, uh, what do you think those bottles are? Yeah, you know, um, uh, I, I kind of, I was sort of rushing to get uh, things set up when I, when the, when that episode first started. So I'm not sure. Did they explain anything about them? All I saw was that all of a sudden they were throwing these potions that had crazy effects when they splashed on things they didn't explain anything about them but i have a working theory okay they're in they're in the candy kingdom right mm-hmm. i believe that mints count as candy mm-hmm. i also think sugary colas could count as candy since root beer mm-hmm. guy is in the candy kingdom i believe Ooh. that is an advanced form of mentos and diet coke <laughs> okay I like that. That is better than anything I would have come up with. I I guess, um, yeah, I do think, though, you know, uh, we see much, much, much later on that uh, the creation of the Candy Kingdom people um, involved some, some wrong turns and some uh, false starts on, on Princess Bubblegum's behalf. Yeah. So I kind of think that maybe those spirit bottles might represent... Uh, some of her failed early experiments at creating life. That's yeah, the ghosts, the ghosts of her failed experiments. Yeah, yeah, especially <clears throat> the, the Catterday surprise. Like that totally looks like something Princess Bubblegum would have accidentally made. Uh, I like the so the the story gets kicked off by Finn throwing one of these bottles that's shaped <laughs> like a boomerang, <laughs> and it boomerangs out <clears throat> and smashes Princess Bubblegum in the face and turns her green and bald. Yeah. Yes. Which. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting... Maybe, yeah, maybe those are... I don't know. I'm trying to think of what use that would have. Well, I don't think it's supposed to... I think it's an accident. No, but I mean, like, you know, you usually try to make something. So, like, mm-hmm. was PB trying to make, like, a, a 
a, a hair removing tonic? Like, or did she maybe, have like a like a Sasquatch yeah. problem at some point? <laughs> you know, it wouldn't surprise me in this kingdom. In in Ood, in Oo. Yeah, no, Ood are uh, psychic aliens. Ooh is the planet right, we're right. on. Ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, like this wouldn't necessarily be a problem. Oh, well, I mean, it would always be a problem. Like Princess Bubblegum does not want to be green and bald, but she could figure out how to fix herself. But the grand meeting of Ooh royalty is in five days. And Princess Bubblegum is pissed. She was already pissed off at this weird character, the Prince of Nuts, who, you know, when we first see him, he's sort of like running away from her. Not to correct you, but I do believe he's the Duke of Nuts. The Duke of Nuts. Yes, you're right. The Duke of Nuts. Um, So, you know, when we first meet him, he's running away from the princess. And of course, you know, you're on Princess Bubblegum's side. And so are Finn and Jake and Finn and Jake are like, oh, this must be a bad guy. We're going to track him down. We're going to bring him to justice. And uh, and Finn sees a way to pass off the uh, the green bald potion throwing onto him and blame him for it. So he doesn't have to take any responsibility. Well, yes, but just small thing is PB immediately blames the Duke. It's not like Finn concocted the story and had to manipulate the situation. He right. just didn't take he just didn't claim because it doesn't matter. But it's like that would be a it little doesn't. too manipulative for Finn. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And you know what? There's something really interesting in this, which I think is uh, is a lesson for all of us to learn, which is that Princess Bubblegum immediately jumps to this vengeance-fueled mindset where she yes. announces that, like, whoever threw that bottle, she would hate them forever. Like, she's obviously not thinking this through. She's obviously already blaming the Duke of Nuts, and she doesn't really... Um, like she wouldn't really, really hate anybody forever for doing this, but but her first thought is, uh, this was a heinous crime, and whoever has done this is just the most rotten person in the world. So, you know what 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 would you do like in this situation? I mean, you know, obviously she's thinking of the Duke of Nuts, and she's not even suspecting um, Finn. But uh, but as we learn in this episode, as we go along. All of Princess Bubblegum's hatred towards the Duke is kind of wrongfully placed and not wise. It is not wise. Hmm. Well, okay. First, what I would do is because I'm a coward, uh-huh. I would just go home with Jake and just hope it blows over. <laughs> like, don't even don't talk to the Duke. Like, my show would be very boring. Like, Adventure Time with with Alex and Jake. It would be a lot of just like kind of hanging out with BMO in the treehouse and not uh-huh. really talking about Let's anything. Let's just hide from this. <laughs> but I would say that even though, so she, we find out later that she's mad at the Duke of Nuts mm-hmm. because he keeps stealing all of the pudding in, in mm-hmm. the castle every time he's there. And uh, he says, well, it's because I have a pudding deficiency uh, and I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> That's on him your shame is not an excuse for theft. Like, so if I walked into, like, say I'm a type two diabetic and I walk into Mm -hmm. Walgreens and steal bottles of insulin, although justified and we live in a bullshit country where insulin makes us broke, I'm still breaking the law. Mm -hmm. And from the outside force, it doesn't, a cop can't go, well, you're stealing for a good reason. There's no Robin Hood clause in the law. So (laughs) from the princess's side, she was justified and he should face the death penalty. The death penalty for stealing pudding? Oh, no, 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 no. See, that's unjust. That is not just. But how so? He broke the law. That's 
that's what we're discovering. That's what we're discovering here is that Princess Bubblegum is not a benevolent dictator. No, no, she's an evil, hate-filled German, as they all are. Yeah, she's, but she's also an autocrat. Like, she yeah. wants absolute control, absolute power. And let's face it, nuts are not candy. Okay, well, let's, let, okay, that's a whole side conversation. But let's be <laughs> fair about PB here. Okay. She is also technically their god, because she did create the entire kingdom. She didn't create the nut people. No, no, but she created the candy kingdom. So She did. When you're saying she's an autocrat, it's like, but autocrats usually don't have like, you know, they usually say that, oh, I have, I have my uh, I have my power through God's intervention, through divine uh-huh. providence. She literally is God. So I okay. feel like she's justified in her, like, if she wants to destroy the kingdom, whatever, she made it. Okay, that's... I'm like an Old Testament kind of guy. Hmm, you know, I mean, I, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to really come down in favor of that argument. Because um, it's bullshit of, and I just thought it'd be funny well, to say. No, I mean, honestly, like, there there might be something to it. It's just, you know, when I think about it, I just think of all the stuff we have yet to see about the Candy Kingdom and about the the sort of, like, nature of ooh and the nature of all the stuff in ooh. Like, we, we haven't really gotten into the guts of it yet. So... So I think that here, here's one of the things I think that is really, really important. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be taking this episode a little bit too seriously here for a minute. Uh, I think that one of the things that's really important about this episode is that we get to see, we get to see that that Princess Bubblegum contains wrath, like like oh, yeah. she can be wrathful and she can be um, capricious, you know. Like, yeah, she's the Old Testament god. Yeah. She is the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, she's the Old Testament bubblegum god. Yeah, yes. and it, so so there's something about her that that can be really really terrifying. Um, and Finn and Jake, of course, don't really see this. Maybe Jake does, but Finn, I don't think, uh, ever thinks about uh, Princess Bubblegum's wrath in any sense that doesn't involve like his crush on her. At least not not yet. Also, a little more crush uh, evidence here. PB has a picture of Finn up in her study or wherever she is. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I wrote that down in my yeah. notes, too. Um, so um, Finn decides to, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to arrest this guy because he's probably a bad guy. Mm-hmm. PB's mad at him. And she and they visit the Nut Kingdom and they meet the Duchess, the Duchess of Nuts. The and Duchess she's of there nuts. doing what I'm going to refer to as nutsomancy. <laughs> listening the, the, to nuts. <laughs> yes, the, the Nut Oracle is is there. And she's telling the future through the dots or telling the present. Mm-hmm. I just love Jake is eating handfuls of it. He's like, I probably should ask first. These could be your kids or something, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> the thing that's so ridiculous about it is like Finn and Jake eat so much candy in the candy kingdom. They don't oh, yeah. ever really seem to care. But the candy. Well, I mean, I guess the they know the rules of it back then yeah. uh, or in the yeah, candy kingdom. True. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. So let's wait, wait. Let's pause here. Are nuts candy? No, nuts are not candy. This is a question that I have. I don't understand. So so we never see the nuts again throughout the entire series. Do not we? that I remember. Not that I remember either. I think the whole nut kingdom, the Duke of Nuts, the Duchess of Nuts, the the little nut knight, the peanut squire, whatever his name is. Yeah. Like, like all of these characters are just one-offs for this episode, uh, including most of the people at the grand meeting of Ooh royalty, which we see at some point, like there's a turtle king. There's like all this stuff going on, and none of it really fits into um, well, the, the story. Like of, so the the turtle is implied because we meet Turtle Princess at one point. We do meet Turtle Princess, but 
but we never encounter like a turtle kingdom. We never yeah. really encounter any turtle subjects. So, so something about the the ooh royalty like doesn't really fit into the 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 arc, the the story, the whole story of the the whole show. So there's there's something in this episode that doesn't really match the rest of the series. Yeah. Well, you know, season one, I think we've kind of given a a blanket pardon to to not agree with later pass, <laughs> later canon. Like, none of you has to agree with everything else. There's a running gag in this, obviously, that um, human testicles are often referred to as nuts, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't mark most of them, but I did right. love uh, the the Duchess of Nuts saying, "Would you like to hear what my nuts have to say?" <laughs> Which is, which is, I mean, it just sounds like someone telling you something rude. Yeah, yeah. I love the the son of a blee blob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's another great character in this. Uh, we cut to around this in the episode. Uh, Jake is referring, he says, oh, no, it's easy to be hated. Everybody hates me or a lot of people hate me. And we cut oh, and to squirrel. like a red, yeah, we cut to a red squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Is that... Who is mad at Jake for not publishing his letters. Yeah. Which opens a whole door <laughs> of inquiry. Make any sense? How? How would Jake be publishing them? I don't know. And why, why does he have like he has a holographic newsletter that seems to be written by Jake? Like Jake has an advice column. Yeah. Like what's going on with that? I I I don't know. I think we have to watch out for this. Like, is this something that's going to be referenced later on? Does Does Jake have a holographic newsletter advice column that we just didn't know about? You know, um, there is an episode, I don't know if we've seen it yet, where, where Ice King has this holographic computer interface also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's a wizard. It's fine. This that's is just true. a squirrel, man. He's a tech wizard. Uh, okay, so, um, all right, so we see the Ooh royalty. Uh, eventually, everything gets cleared up. Um you know, oh well, the, wait, 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 we we can't we can't get it cleared up quite yet. Okay, okay. The way that it gets cleared up is yes. that Finn, Jake, and the Duke of Nuts come up with an, a, a clever plan in which they're going to stage an assassination <laughs> attempt. People can hear when you don't do finger quotes. So make sure. You oh, do sorry, finger I was doing finger clever. quotes. People, yeah, um, clever. So they plan. stage an assassination attempt at Princess Bubblegum uh, to have the Duke of Nuts come out and save them. However, mm-hmm. this is the part we missed. Who's there? Peppermint Butler. Peppermint yes. fucking butler. With yes. zero lines. He has zero lines. And he's doesn't matter. so useless. He's so we're, useless. We're in this. so close to Peppermint Butler being on the I show know, in know, the way know, that we love. Just, yeah. Like, you know, uh, Princess Bubblegum is like, you know, slap him in irons. And Peppermint Butler comes out with these six incredibly ornate um, uh, handcuffs and or manacles. And is like trying to put them on the Duke of Nuts, but he can't reach. And yes. he makes these little <laughs> noises as he hops up trying to reach but we're yeah. getting there we, so we I know, got a, i know we're, we're getting there and i I'm, I'm really excited about it you know peppermint butler is uh is is one of the best characters i'm not going to say yeah. the best. I know, I know this is a point of contention between us so i'll say he's one of the best characters in the well, that's show that's fine I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you it's just you know bemo is the yeah. best character it's just you know it's objective fact but now we've got I mean, bemo in his non-talkative phase and peabots in his non-talkative phase we're, i know, we're right I know. There. Well, both of them are just so useless like neither of them really develops until later the, so so it, it is a really good tease uh but we're almost does, at later like season two is like around the corner and that's I know That's we're where all these there. People, we're getting yeah. so cl- there's there's a ton of really good episodes at the end of the season too, uh, and I think you know I, th- I think that this is a good episode, but it's 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 interesting how 
this episode is sort of complex. It involves like, you know, Finn and Jake actually learning lessons, even Princess Bubblegum learning lessons. But the whole thing is kind of a throwaway since none of the characters and situations like ever recur have any sort of lasting impact. You know, the 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 nut the nut kingdom, all that kind of stuff is just sort of a a toss. You know, whoop. It doesn't really matter. I would. Um, the only thing I would say is that. Oftentimes, like in season one, I can't think of other examples, but maybe you, we talked about it on the show and I'm blanking, but that they'll introduce a character that like later in the series, a different character kind of takes their attributes. I think the yeah. red squirrel is the, is the prototype, the ersatz uh, assassin kitty cat. Meemaw? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I think, think that's, yeah. I think that there's something about the the Duke of Nuts that really reminds me of Daniel. Yeah, he does have that kind of laid back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sort of, um, sort of like useless but pivotal. Yeah, but wait, yeah. wait, wait. I want to go back to this this uh, candy thing. Okay. When asked in, um, I believe it was Loki. Uh huh. It was in the TV show Loki when uh-huh. Loki was asked, "Do you have candy in Asgard?" He says, "We have fruits and nuts." But that's not candy. No, but when asked, a god answered fruits and nuts. Okay. Because also, I would posit this, is lemon a candy? uh, Lemon itself is not a candy, no. Then why is a sentient lemon part of the candy kingdom? Because those are, he's not a sentient lemon, he's a sentient lemon candy. Yeah, he's shaped like a lemon, though. Yeah, but you've had those lemon candies. Those lemon candies are shaped like. Why are bananas part of the candy kingdom? All right, you got me there. I don't know. I suspect that I suspect that we're going to get into that when we start talking about the origin of bananas in yes. Adventure Time. It could be that that's related. It could be that the Banana Guard are actually sentient bananas created from the Nidosphere. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to posit this. Okay. Much like your beloved Flagstaff or whatever ship bomb town you're in right now. <laughs> Litchfield. I think I as Litchfield. you get further from the throbbing epicenter of Candy Kingdom, uh-huh. you start to get into what I'm going to refer to as the snack suburbs. The snack wherein, Yeah, the snack burps. <laughs> wherein nuts, bananas. So this would uh, Probably explain. hummus. There's like a hummus lake. Oh, there's not. I mean, hummus is going to be attached to some other kingdom. Probably not the Candy Kingdom. But I think the, I think we're entering the, the slime, snack suburbs. Slime Kingdom. Slime Kingdom probably has a hummus suburb. Because I feel like here's here's my here's my thing is I bet you pretzels would count in in the Candy Kingdom even though pretzels aren't candy. I think there's you a think snack there's a... candy overlap. Okay, you, no, I would buy that, and that would explain why uh, there's a duchy of nuts. Yeah. Because it's not important enough to be a whole kingdom. You know, they're basically exactly. just a snack, which means there might be a. Duchy of Pringles or something of that nature. Duchy of Pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that 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 does sorta that does sort of fit, I think, in our um extended universe. Exactly. Yes. And one of my favorite things in any kind of fiction comedy writing is when someone has an obsession, uh, uh, a a Jean Valjean level of like a laser like focus. Uh-huh. And the person he's focused on is unaware of this. <laughs> and oh, when right. the red squirrel jumps out, it goes, remember me, Jake? And Jake's like, yeah. uh, nope. <laughs> that, that, that squirrel that will must get me be, every yeah. time. Yeah, it's totally, that's a, that's a me, that is such a me-mew, me-mow 
uh, reference. I think I think that's a good catch. But I I, I just there's nothing better than swearing mm-hmm. vengeance on someone and like your whole life. Why is based won't on you like, print yeah, my know. letters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's okay. do a segment. Okay. Hey, Alex. Hi. Do you have, uh, let's do the segment called, look at this shiny rock I found, and I want to hear a shiny rock. I'm going to give you a shiny rock. Okay. Um, okay. The first of which, I don't know if it's a, I don't know how shiny this is. I find it amusing, but I don't know how obscure this is. Okay. Uh, Do you know what pendiculation is? Pendiculation? Yeah. Pandiculation? Pandiculation, yeah. Pandiculation. Hmm. Um, I do not. So, pendiculation is the kind of stretching weird motions that most mammalian species make when they wake up. That kind of like you mean oh, like no. when you do that stretching and like all your things pop back into place. Uh, yeah, and you yeah. Sort of realize that you're a day older and things are just there are certain things that will never be the same again. Uh, yes, <laughs> but I also think it applies to young <laughs> supple bodies as well. <laughs> well, oh yes, I forgot about those. <laughs> Yes, yes. I believe I believe they also can pendiculate. They also yeah. pendiculate. Uh, yes. Oh, that's a good, okay. That's a good word. Yeah, you wake up and you have your pendiculations, and you have your cup of coffee, and then you have your um, some perambulations, and then maybe your abulate um, abulate. What's it called? Uh, when you sh- ablutions. Take a shit? Ablutions. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that Victorian word? The, the nice way to say take a yes, shit. Yes, some ablutions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two more uh, shiny rocks because. Wait, I, have you, I feel like you're going through these shiny rocks awful fast. Don't you want to save some for later episodes? I can just find more. All right, I'll do okay. one more. Okay. Do okay. you want number two or number three? Uh, number three. Good. That was the better one. Okay. Do you know what quincunx is? I do know what quincunx is. Yeah, I kind of thought you might know that one. <laughs> Why did you think I would know that one? Oh, because... Oh, do you not know? Well, no, I do know. But why did you think I would know? Uh... Because it's like sounds like a magical-y thing. I mean, it seems like the arrangement of like magical objects in sets of five. Yeah, would it's be, a set of five. Yeah, a quincunx. Yes, it's a. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like there's a lot of like magical overlap there. Like I, okay, I assume, the, okay, that, I, I assume totally... there's a Masonic book that says the quincunx of candles or something. The quincunx, the quin, <laughs> yeah. quincunx of candles. Yes, I mean there should be. I'm going to take that. Uh, phrase yeah. from oh, wait, you, wait, so I should I should tell the audience. Okay, okay. <laughs> a quincunx is uh, an arrangement of five things with four on the outside, one in the middle. Think of the number five on a on a dice. Yeah, uh, or or um, the five in uh, playing cards. So there's mm-hmm. two at the top, two at the bottom, one in the center. It's like yeah. a quincunx. Yes, and I think there's also a flower or two that's arranged as a quincunx, where the petals are that way. But yeah, that's a that sounds complex. about right. Yeah, yes, that's a good one. Good, good shiny rock. Yeah, it's it's a good word. I was like, this feels like something Eric would know. Pendiculation and quincunx. The, the the one in the middle. I don't know if you'll know, but we'll find out next time. You know what? A pendiculation is uh, is an exercise of your own quincunx. You know, your four limbs around your central trunk. So a pendiculation yeah, yeah. is is the the human quincunx. Um, uh, preparing itself for the day. Now, when you when you imagine the the quincunx of uh-huh. the human body, do you picture the fifth pip, the one at center? Do you picture that being your navel or your genitals? Uh, navel. Navel. Right. Yeah, my genitals aren't really load bearing. I can I can hold up a towel. Like a hand towel? <laughs> no, like a full bath towel. <laughs> <laughs> 
A full bath towel? Yeah. Genitals? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be in a certain state. Wet. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, uh, if you guys want to go see Alex's OnlyFans. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I do have a Patreon. So, like, if anybody signs up for, like, I don't know, a thousand bucks a month, I'll totally send you a video of me lifting a (laughs) a towel with my gong. (laughs) Alex the Towel Rack. I mean, a lot of this is based on a subject. I've not actually tried this, but yeah, it seems oh, yeah, like I a towel. Seems... Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering, like, uh, how how awfully threadbare are your towels? I mean, you're not using one of those, like, brand-new, ultra-floofy, four-seasons bath towels. Oh, yeah, no, point. I am. But I do I do <laughs> daily Kegels. Daily Kegels. Yeah, my pelvic floor could crush a cantaloupe. <laughs> And this is going to be Stephanie Quick's favorite episode. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> birds and pelvic floors. Yeah, I know. This is great. This is great. I mean, should I talk about some of the birds that I've seen? Uh, some new birds on my life list are the, the great-tailed grackle, uh, the cactus wren, the black-chin sparrow, the curve-billed thrasher, um, the uh, vermilion flycatcher, the Costa's hummingbird. I mean, you know, these are some great bird names. Yeah, they're, they're a lot the, of those are great. Yeah, the great-tailed grackle. Just the grackle in general. Like, there's a whole family of grackles. There's different grackles, and I saw the the great-tailed grackle is the one that's down here. No, that's that's the um, that's the, uh, the the Simpsons brother. Grackle. Yeah. Really. Yeah, you don't remember Grackle Simpson? No, no, I don't. Yeah. Um, oh wait, no, it might be Graggle. So there's a there's a meme, um, a somewhat recent meme, recent for uh, people of our age, ancient for young people. An ancient um, meme. So a meme you, of do you old. have a web browser open? Or do I, wait? Is there Dude, some way I can, sh- we're can I share in a, a web browser? We're, you, we're recording this in a web browser. Oh, I thought you had. I thought yours was software on your end. No, 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 no. It's a web browser here too. Yeah, there's a little chat window. You can share something with me. Okay. Um, entire screen. Sure. Oh, you want to do a screen share? Can you do that? Yeah, whatever. Oh, can you see that? that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Grackle Simpson is this guy. Graggle. Yeah. So, Graggle Simpson. So, apparently, (laughs) they just made, as a joke, like, the internet just started making up that their favorite Simpsons member is Graggle. Just to fuck with people. (laughs) And now there's this entire, like, like, C's written into, like, even the old Tracy Ullman style ones. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so there's this whole, like, life of, uh, it, but they're, like, making up that it's, like, a fake Mandela effect kind of thing. Like, what? You That's don't remember hilarious. Graggle Simpson? Graggle Simpson. Yeah. I, no, yeah. <laughs> he he kind of reminds me of a Fraggle. Yeah, he's got a, oh, that's probably where they got the name from, Graggle. Fraggle. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a Fraggle. Yeah, uh, yeah but I guess that's but not Graggle. The, so the Grackle is with a C-K. He's G-R-A-C-K-L-E. Grackle. And it's, uh. It's, it's, you know, it's not the most exciting bird in the world, but it does have a pretty impressive tail. Like, the tail is unwieldy. It could definitely hold up a bath towel. That's impressive. Yeah. I should know. <laughs> okay, on to the next episode. It's time for the next yes. episode, because you know what? This episode is important. Well, Eric, before we start this episode, do you think ham bone break? <laughs> What a, what a weird thing to start an episode with, is I just Fed and Jake breaking out into ham bone. Yeah. 
which is hilarious. But uh, right, you're you're going to say important things. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, uh, we are uh, in different states, so there will be no ham bone on this episode. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have yeah. done that even if we we're in the same yeah. room. To be honest, it'd be weird. It'd be super. Weird. Yeah. Um, so this episode is important. So this is a Freak City episode twenty, Freak City. This episode introduces Magic Man, who seems like he could be a very throwaway villain character, but is honestly one of the most dangerous and most insidious villains in Adventure Time. Uh, and I don't want to say anything else because he's got he's got uh, some really, really important stuff to do later on. His arc is very, very important. Uh, his story will be tied into uh, many, many other stories, including um, uh, Glog, Grob, Glob, you know, the the the, 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 the tripartite yeah, Martian the, god, the triune god of Mars. Yes. Uh, the king of Mars's story uh, gets tied into um the history and story of the ice king like like magic man ends up being really really essential and also sort of the uh i would guess sort of like the quintessential embodiment of what is so screwed up with magic and ooh you know we learn later on yeah. that 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 in order to be a wizard in ooh you have to have uh madness sadness and magic like those three things have to combine in a person in order to turn them into a wizard and Magic Man has those in droves. His magic is incredibly powerful. His sadness is incredibly deep and weird. And his madness is um, is more more baffling and more frustrating than Ice King's. Yes. Yeah. Although, I would say that Ice King probably is more baffling. It's just we got to know him. And he's not as powerful yeah. as Magic Man. He's not as powerful as Magic Man, but I also think that Ice King's madness feels more human. Like, if you've ever met anybody who deals with, um, who deals with like really bad, uh, you know, like uh, psychosis level mental illness, you can kind of see that in Magic Man, or not yeah. in Magic Man, in, in Ice King. In Magic Man, I think you you can barely identify with him because his madness is so alien and strange. You know, there's so little humanity left in him. You only barely ever see glimpses of it. He's sort of, he's crazier than the Joker. You know, he's just sort of gone. Man, talk about twisted. I know, I know. And and in this episode, like what we see in this episode is that he is basically invulnerable. Like there's nothing the characters can do to even scratch or harm Magic Man or even startle him or upset him. Like he's only amused. He is, he is fickle and just playing. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that they ever do to perturb him, really. But they didn't really try much. I mean, I they feel tr- like they if I try. met him, no. But I mean, like if I met like a like a magical being like that, I'd try like maybe see if iron affects him. Try oh, yeah. to throw some rice down to see if he's compelled to count all the count all the grains of it. <laughs> okay, those are good. Those are good points. Those are good points. Yeah. But you know, they're not trying like... to fail lore hard enough. Finn's like 10 years old, so you got to give him a break. And I'm going to give him a break. I'm just saying, the, uh, just, <laughs> you know, maybe give it a, give it a, you know, read a book or something, you know? You yeah, live in a magical yeah. world. Maybe know a little bit of some magical rules. Um, so, uh, so there is a really, really delightful surprise in this episode, which is Worf. Michael Dorn? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so basically in this episode, uh, Finn gets turned into a giant foot, um, 
Jake, I think they don't really ever really address this, but I think Jake is like genuinely terrified of Magic Man, which is one of the reasons that he doesn't want to like go after him and try to fix things. I think Jake is just scared shitless. Because hmm. we know that Jake is really, really good at just covering up being scared. He instead just wants to make a game. Yeah, no, I, I can he agree with that. I, had, I hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, I can agree with that. I thought it was just Jake being weird, but yeah, no, you're you're right. It probably is yeah. a coping thing with uh, magic. Though, yeah. before we get too deep in the episode, I do want to bring up uh, how the episode starts. And it seems to be a running theme with everything magic-based in this show, which is kind of what our podcast is about. Uh-huh. Magic episodes start with a stranger offering them something or asking for something. Yes, it, that's true. It, hey, hey, kid, would you is, like some free magic? And this, this one was, like, hey, kid, uh, you got any food? Yeah, yeah. And this is probably like the third or fourth time that's happened, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it um, seems like that's the way the magic, magical interactions, you know, much like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, in order to contact angels, you need to be in some kind of like liminal state or like extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. And this, you just need to be like walking in the woods and have a hobo ask you for something. And yeah. the next thing you know, adventure. <laughs> and, 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 uh, one of the things that, that's interesting about like sort of the overall, uh, arc of the story is, um, there is a part where Jake where 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 Finn is like, oh, you were just trying to teach me a lesson. You were trying to get me to understand this and understand this. And no, none of that was ever the case. It was just Magic Man being friggin' insane. Like he was just sort of like, nope, I'm just playing around and being an asshole. Like that's there's no lesson here. Um Well the lesson is that I'm a jerk. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. The mean, lesson is fair do lesson. not <clears throat> ever trust Magic Man, which they definitely discover later. And I, well, I mean, it's kind of interesting as much as th- that is probably the most important lesson of the show so far is that some people are just jerks. Yeah. Like yeah, Finn and Jake and... being like kind of open hearted so much is like mm-hmm. that that is a naivete that you're allowed when you're a kid. But at some point you have to learn that some people are just assholes. And that's been kind oh, of yeah. teaching an important lesson, weirdly enough. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that you also really see in this episode how friggin lucky Finn is to make it to adulthood. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. how does he manage to survive all this stuff? You know, the the scene right when Magic Man is sort of reveals himself and he calls down the bird and then he like floops away all of its skin and feathers. Oh, he flips it inside out. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, gross. And it's just sort of yeah. like, what the hell? And you can see right then, you know, Finn and Jake are terrified of what's going on. They're like, oh, shit, this is awful. But, um, you know, they they kind of get out easy. You know, luckily, Magic Man isn't just a homicidal maniac unless you're a bird and then you're pretty fucked but well that wouldn't like, be homicidal that'd be like aviacidal yeah true true and i guess we did just have thanksgiving which is the most aviacidal of holidays truth yeah but um you know G- finn gets turned into the giant foot and this whole thing happens oh yeah and then the, the where Worf comes into it is jake is sort of like oh no 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 you're you're just gonna have to deal with being a giant foot like jake obviously never wants to confront magic man again like, after that initial encounter, Jake is sort of like, I never want to see Magic Man again. Never want to have anything to do with this again. Like, you're just going to be a giant foot. We'll figure out how to deal with it. So yeah. they set up this trap, a foot catapult, whereby yes, <laughs> when an evil monster comes along, a giant evil monster comes along, they will step on the trap, and Finn, who is a giant foot, will be catapulted into their crotch. So yes. this big two-headed giant comes lumbering along through the woods steps in the trap the fin foot gets catapulted into the crotch and wharf says oh our evil crotch and yes that was wharf it was wharf uh was that wharf yes because wharf is the 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 eyeball guy in the, under the bridge he's also the the giant 
Oh, I didn't notice the giant. I I, I only noticed ah. the eyeball guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Michael it's... Dorn, uh, most mm-hmm. most famous for um, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Deep Space Nine. Wait, what about? <laughs> okay, fine. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> oh, was he on another one? <laughs> yeah, he's on one of the other ones. I can't remember. The Voyager yeah, yeah. Or something? It's probably Enterprise. Yeah. Enterprise. Um. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, kind of callback. I don't even know what you'd call it, but like. Uh, Jake smells under the bridge uh, mm-hmm. where Finn has been tossed by the villagers that he uh, they thought that they were assaulting him. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, no, it smells like vomit on fire under there. Which is like, you know, a funny line, like, oh, that's, you know, uh-huh. it smells so horrible. But like seconds later, you find out Worf actually does vomit fire. <laughs> it's, just, also... it's just a stupid setup, but it's great. There's also a, a line where Jake says, uh, oh, yeah, Finn, I can sense when you're about to cry. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Which I think is great. and um, Yeah, it's like uh, a motherly instinct. Yeah. It is, but it's also, you know, it kind of, you know, one of the things that, that we've brought up numerous times is that uh, at least through the first season or so, Jake's whole job is just keep Finn alive. Yes. You know? Because he's, which which also would explain why he doesn't want to go confront Magic Man again. Because how is Jake ever supposed to fight Magic Man? He can't. I mean, yeah, that's true. There's no way he could protect Finn. I mean, he could, like, punch him real hard. But we already see that doesn't do anything. Yeah, but did they try punching him, like, real hard? I don't think it's going to do anything. What about, what about, like, a sword that also punches? I think that they try a number of things in later episodes and we see that there is nothing you can do to hurt Magic Man. What about like two swords? <laughs> <laughs> you're not a, you're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, truth. Um, his line of Jake giving up and he says, can we live here in the pile of trash and rats forever? <laughs> and then all the rats come over and start chewing on him or something it's so great <laughs> so uh, this leads us into what i consider the worst part of this episode and i wish it wasn't here there's uh-huh. a just a really bad musical sequence a musical sequence i blocked it out already yeah finn dreams and then he starts doing the robot voice oh my god shit god that's awful. and there's like a and yeah it's just it's not right. good the I song's not catchy it's the depression song too Yes. Because there is sort of like this thing about depression. Like the, so Finn has been changed into a giant foot, meets all of these other people who have been changed into other body parts and they're all living under the bridge. That's the, the freak city. And, um, and they've all given up. Like they've all just sort of accepted their fate and they're like, we can't do anything. We can't fight this. We can't blah, 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 blah. And they all just sort of sit around in the muck. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, it seems pretty chill under there. It's all right. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And he sings his dumb song, and... Uh, yeah. And he's, he, all auto, he's, he's auto-tuned. The whole thing, he's auto-tuned like crazy. Yes. Uh, the end result of this is that he, he gets the uh, other freaks under the bridge to get their ire up to, c- to confront Magic Man. And uh, how they do it is they turn into, like, a freak Voltron. Where yes. one yes. guy's like an eye, so he stands on top, and there's a foot and an arm, and they combine into being a freak Voltron. Oh, yeah, uh, and it's really weird. One of them is a waste. <laughs> yes. It's, it's <laughs> And then, so somehow and this... And then Jake is the pants. Yes. Yeah. And this cause they find Magic Man, and they punch him a few times, pin him down, and I love in the background one of them screaming, 
get his eyes, cut him in the eyes. <laughs> what a fucking brutal thing to say. Um, and for some reason that convinces Magic Man. I don't even know why the resolution, it basically is just nuts and fixes everybody for no good reason. Yeah. He, I don't think he has any reason to fix everybody. But I think he also doesn't have any reason to not fix everybody. You know, there's a possibility that maybe Magic Man has some limit to his powers. So maybe he can't maintain that level of transformation forever. Maybe he maybe he has a limit that we don't understand or something like that. But at this point, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a reason for him to fix everybody. He just does it. And everybody's cured. And the Finn confronts Jake of like, why did you not want me to turn back from a foot? And Jake's Jake's excuse was, I always wanted to be a foot myself. He's like, what is that? He's like, it's complicated, man. You don't understand when you're older. Yeah, I love that line because Jake could literally just be a foot. Yes. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he turned it. He's like, I saw you turn into a foot twice earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't give your sugar to jerks. (laughs) I probed that line of like, did that mean something else? Is there like a double meaning? But no, I think it's just a weird line to end the show. Okay, here, I, I, you know, as somebody who's older than Jake, I have a theory. Finn is transformed into a foot against his will and is unable to change shape. Yeah. Jake could be a fit foot anytime he wants, but he could be anything anytime he wants. He basically, he just picks his shape. Maybe there's part of Jake that wants to have some shape imposed upon him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're saying he's a sub? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Um, I, I think that's acceptable. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eric, okay. continuing yes. the um, the thing uh, that, that we forgot to do most of the time, who won these episodes? Uh, okay. This is who I think won these episodes. Um, first of all, I do kind of want to vote for Peppermint Butler. He was a background character with very little to do. I thought his futile attempt with the uh, manacles was was pretty good so i think he could be in the running yeah Uh, second uh i think the turtle king could be in the running okay because he had he had a cool character design i thought he looked really neat um and then third right at the end when all of the body parts get changed back into um people one of them really stood out to me which like which was like this pirate lady with a eye patch and the crazy hair and one of her arms was like a syringe with a fish in it and i thought i was like holy shit she never shows up again i want to see that character again like what the hell is up with that thing yeah so those are my three um of the three of the three i think i'm gonna have to vote for the turtle king though because i've mentioned him a couple times now and i wasn't even going yeah. to mention him this time but he he bubbled out of my subconscious against my will well, I've got two that are contention, and I think one's the okay. runaway winner. But first is the Marquis of Nuts, uh, or the Marquis, uh, whatever, uh-huh. whatever we pronounce it. Because um, I, I like uh, like an assassin, and I uh-huh. like a little kid assassin more. Right, right. But the only right. thing I like more than that is a cat assassin. So I think the winner <laughs> is that weird red squirrel. I know it's not a cat, but, you know, it's close <laughs> enough. Because that red squirrel is the best. I love, I love, uh, I love the, the vengeance quest that uh, they are on. You know, um, I am willing to concede the red squirrel. Um, I think that it's, uh, yeah, I think the red squirrel uh, doesn't get any resolution. And I hope that we get an episode later on where the red squirrel and the pirate lady with the fishbowl syringe hand um, fight each other. 
That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully we We'd both be... just forgot about that episode and it's going to show up at some point. Yeah, because we don't know. There's like six seasons, five seasons that we haven't even touched yet. Yeah, true. Yeah. We're getting close. We are getting close to the end of season one. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm glad that we've that we've made it this far. I'm glad that we ran into Magic Man. I totally forgot he was in season one. He's such a... Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. yeah, he's such a... A, a vicious player like he's in he's in some of my favorite later episodes like the episode with tiny manticore yes i love that i love that one um all right so to close the episode out yes. let us do another segment okay okay is this one that i get to answer questions from with over i don't know through? what what segment do you want to do i didn't have anything planned <laughs> well i don't know don't you do you have another segment there i don't have very many of my notes i'm on vacation well, we can do uh, what you've been reading, watching, etc. Okay. Oh, I do have some stuff. Uh, so I've been um, traveling a lot, uh, which has given me the opportunity to read a bunch of books. Oh, God. I'm going to forget this lady's name. I just finished reading a couple of novels from the uh, Francis Drake Mysteries, which are by Anne Castle. And um, I believe she kind of publishes either through small press or independently, but I've been reading ebooks. They are excellent. They are well written. They are fun adventures. Um, they involve. Uh, they do involve. It's not Francis Drake. It's the other. The other Francis. Francis Bacon. Um, they they involve Francis Bacon and uh, and some young people that he's sort of recruited to be spies and intelligencers and they solve mysteries and murders and that kind of stuff. And they are really, really delightful. So I would highly recommend those to anybody who needs a historical uh, mystery to read. How about you? What have you been reading, watching, listening to? Um, Reading, I'm just reading shitty sci-fi, so I'm not going to mention those. Watching, and and I'm rarely going to do this on this show. But my other show, John and Alex Hate Stuff, where we watch uh-huh. movies and talk about them. We watched a movie that I think this audience would be interested in. I don't know if like would be a strong thing, but we watched a movie called The Manitow, um, starring um, oh. Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis, uh, really? Yes. It's from, I don't know, 1970-something maybe. Uh-huh. So the plot of the movie is Tony Curtis is a tarot card reader. Um, what? Yes. Oh, it, it, it gets great from here. Uh-huh. His ex-girlfriend uh, comes and visits him. And it turns out that she's got a growth on the back of her neck that's that's looking like an embryo. And they're trying to get it, trying to get it, uh, trying to get it excised. Turns out that growth is a Native American shaman no. that is being resurrected through the back of her head. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I've heard of this movie before. It is. It is. It's a very weird movie. It's not good, but it's it's <laughs> it's not like something you've probably seen a lot of. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think, it's. I think I might have watched it like twenty years ago. Yeah. It, yeah. It's weird. There's terror in it. It's uh-huh. it's a very strange movie. So, uh, I. That's what I've been. That's what I watched recently that I thought was, uh, you know, something to be remarked upon because he was. I mean, this was a few weeks ago we watched it, and I'm still like, that was so weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is pretty weird. Yeah, oof. Um, okay, so now I think uh, I think we should uh, have a, another conversation, which is like, you know, Twitter has been turning into a dumpster fire lately. Yes. And I'm not sure it's ever going to get better. So 
Yeah. We might either, uh, I think we're, we're probably going to have to have a conversation about where we're going to move our, um, our ragingly hot social media presence. Um, but, uh, but for now we are still WizBiz podcast at Twitter and WizBiz podcast on Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram we currently use. So yeah, we'll, we'll figure something else yeah. out. Once, yeah, we'll figure once something the, out. Yeah. Once the, uh, whoever is the Twitter successor starts to get a little more clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll, I personally we'll choose that been, one. have been over on Mastodon and, and I've been enjoying it a lot, but, um, but I have seen like almost no Adventure Time content. Like there doesn't seem to be uh, Adventure Time people hanging out on Mastodon. So I guess we'll have to see. I'll have to see where people go. So uh, yeah, we'll do it. But for now, follow us on Twitter until it completely, you know, collapses yeah. and we'll, we'll move on to MySpace or whatever the hell comes next. Yeah, yeah. But, but we will be there. We and our 40 followers. Exactly. Yes. All right. So uh, we will see you next episode. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Make sure that you subscribe and make sure that you tell your Adventure Timey friends about us. Um, we're we're just, you know, uh, we're as we reach the end of season one, we're going to be getting into the meat of stuff. And as you know, season two starts off strong and gets way into the craziness that uh, is the kingdom of Ooh and the world of Adventure Time. Exactly. So, Listen to the, the theme song. Come on, grab yes. your friends. Yes, come on. Grab your friends. Bring them to us. Okay. That's good, right? We're done. We're good. We're perfect. Bye. All right. Bye. Goodbye, Gunter.